Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Free My Thinkers. You know, I was always taught that what's good for the goose is good for the gander. That is what I was taught. That saying is based on evenness and fair play. It is a way to say, if you can do it, I can do it too. But that's not always the way it works. Recently, there has been a greater emphasis put on the unfairness between men and women. And some of that was based in truth over time, proven. Some of it obvious, some of it not so much. And there had been a bit of an overcorrection known as the Me Too movement. Now, the Me Too movement, like most things, started off with righteous intent. But as a lot of things are, that intent gets perverted and corrupted. What I noticed over the last couple of weeks is nothing new, but it has been more in the forefront than usual and rightly so. And that started with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard court case. Years ago, Amber Heard had spread allegations about her then husband, Johnny Depp, calling him abusive physically, mentally, emotionally, saying that he had done all these terrible and horrible things to her. Johnny Depp denied it, of course. But because her original allegation and court proceeding was in the UK, she was able to present her truth and her truth only. His side was pretty much shut up and shut out. So he filed a defamation suit here in America where his side, his evidence could be proven. So the world could see exactly what the truth was, giving Johnny Depp a victory win in his defamation case. Well, the thing with that is that there should have been a much more skeptical eye cast on allegations brought forth by women. But there wasn't. And to be honest, even before then, there should have been a much more skeptical eye cast on allegations by women. One of the more famous cases was the Duke Lacrosse case, where a woman claimed that members of the Duke Lacrosse team back in 2006 had raped her at a party she was hired to perform at as a stripper. In case you don't know what the Duke Lacrosse scandal is, a brief synopsis is this stripper is hired and a friend of hers, a fellow stripper and fellow entertainer, if they prefer, were hired for a party at the frat house of the Duke lacrosse team. They went, they performed afterwards. One of the strippers said that she had been raped by the team for hours before this DA even charged these men, the lacrosse team, the story had a ton of holes. The accuser kept changing her story. It went from I was raped by 20 men to now I was raped by three. And then in another police report, she says that she was groped rather than raped. 
and then change the story to rape at the hospital. The story had so many inconsistencies that there was no logical reason for the DA to bring this case against these young men. And once the evidence was proven, even evidence that the DA suppressed, these young men were exonerated. The DA, he was disbarred and was severely punished on the penalty of law. But the accuser, Crystal Magnum, nothing ever happened to her. This is what I mean when I say unequal equality. Because all a woman has to do to completely destroy your man is make the accusation. There are tons of cases like this. Tons. One of the most famous cases of false allegations of rape destroying a man's life is a young man named Brian Banks whose classmate lied and said that he raped her. That man spent five years in prison, five years on probation, lost his college scholarship with that any possibility of playing in the NFL. It was only after he got out of jail that he met up with this former classmate of his and secretly recorded her confessing that she fabricated the entire story. They were able to get his life back on track. He played for a brief time for an NFL team and now works as an executive within the NFL. The point of that being 10 years of that man's life, five years in jail, five years on probation. He could never get that back. His reputation was absolutely ruined. The things he missed out on, the life experiences he missed out on, the scars, he, mental scars that he surely has by being in prison, all over a false allegation. And again, the only thing that happened to her was the money that her and her family sued the school district for was partially recouped. But did she waste any of her time? Did she have any of her life taken away for lying? No, because the millions that she got in that lawsuit, she enjoyed. Her and her family enjoyed that shit. Why that man's behind bars. The most recent case, an NFL player who was drafted by the Buffalo Bills uh, last year was accused of rape um, while still at college. So the Buffalo Bills cut him, uh, money gone, career gone, name slandered, and whoa, would you look at that? Proof, she lied. So why is it that nothing ever happens to the women that ruin men's lives? Yet they're always screaming about equality and unfairness and men advantage. You have the advantage to absolutely destroy a man's life with words. No evidence, just a phrase. So I don't want to hear about inequality from women. I don't want to hear about how they get treated unfairly. A man can't do that to you. A man cannot ruin your life by uttering words. And then with the most recent, recent case, former President Donald J. Trump, this woman accused Trump of rape, went to court. They did not have the evidence to find that man guilty of rape. Again, her word, he raped me. Drug through the mud, gonna cost him five million. And the Trump, I'm pretty sure five million is nothing, but it's about the principle. And it's about the principle how often this has happened throughout time. I mean, think about it. The lacrosse thing happened before Amber Heard happened. And society will still take the woman's word off the bat before a formal investigation is done. They give the lip service, 
oh, we're going to we're gonna hold off judgment until a formal investigation is done. We're going to wait and see how this thing plays out in court. Bull Your name is drugged through the mud. Pressure is put on whatever company you work for or whatever business that you have. So now you're unemployed. No means to earn an income. All off a phrase. And women want to talk about unfairness? Unequality? No, this is not me hating women or woman bashing. This is me hating certain types of women. This is me system and society bashing. This is me talking about women that scream victim, 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 unfair. Well, where's the fairness with that? Every woman, every scenario that I mentioned, the woman did not get in trouble for destroying a man's life. Y'all can look them up yourself. There are several cases like this. Several. It is going to be more than you thought. And we're talking about cases where men spent 10, 15, 20, 30 years behind bars for shit they didn't do because she said so. That shit ain't right, man. It ain't right. I want y'all to think about the stories I just told you and see who really has the power to ruin lives. I'm out. Next. Now, since we are talking about double standards and the one-sided equality, let's talk about Cleopatra. The Netflix <laughs> documentary depicting the life and times of the Queen of Egypt. Now, you might think to yourself, especially coming from the black community and black culture, what's so controversial? We all know that she's black. That back in the golden years of Hollywood, when Elizabeth Taylor portrayed Cleopatra, we knew that was all bunk. That was all garbage. We know that since Egypt is in Africa, Cleopatra had to be black. That was something that was passed down from parent to child throughout the entirety of my life. I remember my grandmother saying to me, I don't care what they tell you in school, Cleopatra was black. Even up until recently, up until this documentary, you see, even I believed that Cleopatra was black. The director of the show believed Cleopatra was black. So with that, you go, Egypt, Africa, black. End of story. Mm, not so much. This controversy hit like a runaway freight train, even to the point where the nation of Egypt sued Netflix over false representation. I, I couldn't believe it. I did not fully understand it. So like I encourage all of you, I did my research on this. Wasn't Cleopatra black? As I dug into the research, listened to the Egyptian archaeologists, the authorities on this subject, I learned that she was Greek. And I did not, as much as I like to say, and I am a very broad thinker, me being that kind of thinker, it wasn't until someone said, Africa isn't a country, it is a continent made up of several countries within. And that's when a light hit. Oh my God, they're right. Just because it's in Africa, 
doesn't mean black. Elon Musk is African. And that's when I learned that there are different subcultures, different skin tones, different cultures. And Egypt was one of those places. Yes, they had darker skin. They had olive skin. But that doesn't mean they were black in the sense that we think or the way that we perceive black. For all of my sports fans out there, the Milwaukee Bucks center, Giannis Antetokounmpo, if you see him, he looks like an African-American. He's Greek. So I was stunned. Oh, wow. So all this time that we thought that something was, as they call it, sub-Saharan black, which is the region of Africa beneath the Sahara Desert, where you get the darker skin, which makes sense. The closer you get to the equator, the darker your skin looks. Look at some Cubans and some people from the Latin islands. They could pass for black. Again, sticking to my sports league, if you look at David Ortiz, just to look at David Ortiz, before he opens his mouth, he looks African-American. So to find out all this time, we as African-Americans, as black folks, we have been wrong. You would think, oh, okay, it's wrong. We'll correct. We'll move on. (sighs) And then I remembered I am dealing with black folks. Or when you do what they do, you go from being black to being instead of, oh, well, we recognize this. We will change accordingly, get the new information out there. They start asking dumbass questions like, well, why can't she be black? Or why do um, people have such a problem with her not being me, with her being portrayed as black? Is her important related to her whiteness? She's not white. She is Greek. No, it's not about her whiteness. It's about being accurate. Black people are some of the biggest hypocrites on the front line of this bullshit identity politics woke agenda out there. Because if someone made a movie about Harriet Tubman and made her Hispanic, the black culture would lose its mind. If someone did a remake of the miniseries depicting the life of great African leader Shaka Zulu and made him white, people would lose their minds. It's a damn shame and speaks ill of us. When we want history rewrote, retold, and reconfigured, when we find out about the impact the black folks had on it in a positive way, but... When we learn that something that we always believe was based in blackness is not or is not as positive as, as we portray, we start making excuses for it. See all the stories about the woman king when the truth came out about that before the movie came out and all the excuses. Oh, well, this isn't um, based on a true story. It's loosely based on the tales of or oh, it's loosely based on the story of the Dahomey tribe. Because the truth about the Dahomey tribe, they were black people that that captured and sold other black people to the white folks. In the movie, they make them out to be some kind of heroes that fought against slavery when they were the enslavers. When that truth came out, did anybody say, oh my God, this is wrong? No, no. It became, well, but you see, no. Again, hypocrisy, double standards, one-sided equality. Cleopatra was not the black 
that we as African-Americans were told. So be it. It doesn't affect me or anybody else one way or the other. There were sub-Saharan kingdoms in Africa that had the dark-skinned black folks that were rulers as well. And I'm sure if these lazy motherfuckers that are bitching about it got up off their ass and did some research, they could find a female leader, a queen, some woman of authority, and tell stories about her. But instead, we take the lazy way out and we do what we hate being done. We culturally appropriate somebody else. We culturally appropriate another race, another culture. Man, black people, we got to do better. Quit that, man. Y'all know what it is, and you know how we were raised. Our elders always used to say to us things like, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. Or you know how those old folks under that shade tree used to tell you, one thing about them tables, they do turn. You get back what you put out there. If you always want history changed when it favors you, then relinquish it when it doesn't. And on that, I'm out. Next. Oh, Miller Light, my dear, sweet summer child. Why? Just why? Now, I could easily join the chorus of bashing Miller Light, but y'all know how your big brother Tucker gets down. So sit at my feet and let me spin you a yarn. It's not as bad as people make it out to be. It's not as terrible as people are portraying it. Let's start with the bad. Timing. This just hit the internet over the past few days. It just got discovered. Now, my two cents when it comes to that, I wouldn't be surprised if Anheuser-Busch weren't the ones that released it because everyone else sales are going up while Anheuser-Busch is falling to the ground like a stone. A bit of corporate sabotage or um, I like to call it corporate blocking. I believe that they put this out there intentionally to muddy the waters because this video was released back in March. It was released during whatever they call March. I think it's Woman's Recognition Month, um, Woman Empowerment Month, something about women being recognized here in America. Okay, so that's when that commercial was shot, or at the very least, released. So it's not like they did this with an overt woke agenda or woke narrative, woke messaging. They did this to salute women, like every company did in the month of March. So it being released right now, two months later, come on now, just, you know, come on, put two and two together. It's not that much of a leap to say that somebody from Anheuser-Busch Marketing made sure it hit the interwebs. The messaging ain't that bad, y'all. It's just the timing. As a matter of fact, here, I will play the commercial for you and let you hear it for yourselves. Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Wow. 
Look at this shit. Wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their shit, but the whole beer industry's shit. Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this shit and buying it back so that they can turn it into good shit for women brewers. Literally, good shit. How, you ask? Ladies, take it away. First, we turn the bad shit into compost. Then we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. That good shit helps farmers grow quality hops, which is then donated to women brewers to make their own really good shit. But there's definitely more shit out there. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite, and they'll turn that into good shit too. Oh. So here's to women, because without us, there would be no beer. Now, I've heard every single content creator on YouTube absolutely destroy Miller Lite. I've heard them talk about the lady in the commercial being a female comedian and always having to cuss and blah, blah, blah. And they, they've destroyed Miller Lite for this commercial. This is why I, I really choose carefully who I listen to and what I listen to on YouTube. Because you have some people bashing it. Uh, women didn't make beer. Or, or They are really having a problem with what she said about women making beer. Oh, it's women. Yeah, but women. Y'all know the free mind thinker thing. Go do your research. I did. Hey, fellas, women made beer. Hate to break your heart. What she said in that commercial wasn't wrong. Women made beer. Now let me give you the context. It was part of their daily routine. Beer was a source of nutrition and protein. And as an additional bit of information, why did beer become such a man-focused thing and women completely forgotten about? It was literally a smear campaign. They called them witches. Y'all know the, the images of witches we see? Them stirring that big old cauldron? That was beer. Y'all know the tall pointy hats that y'all saw witches wearing? Women that were unmarried or widowed used to take their cauldrons of beer to the marketplace to sell, to get money. And you know the images of witches having cats? Those women would have cats to keep the mice away from the wheat, grain, hops, barley. It was a smear campaign that worked well. It became such a smear campaign that in some places in the world, women were outlawed from making beer. Men went along with it because it gave women more time to do other things around the house. Since, of course, it took time to make beer. If they no longer had to brew it, they had time for other things. So, ease back, people. I know you may not like it. And yes, it became a man thing. And in a sense, it was always a man thing. Making beer was part of their daily thing, like making a meal and tending to kids. It's not that serious, fellas. The women made beer. Hip hop hooray. I don't give a shit. I don't drink it. Even if I did, I don't care. Thank you, women. So to all you people getting your panties in a bunch about women being brewers, this ain't Bud Light. Don't put that in the same category. 
this is a misunderstanding based in fact. The timing of it was very suspicious, and that's why I'll say Anheuser-Busch is behind this. Oh, this is sabotage. This is industrial c blocking. But calm down, y'all. It's not that serious. Women made beer. Congrats. Thanks. I'm out. Well, that's it, and thank you for listening to another episode of Free Mind Thinkers. In case you ever want to see the graphics and videos that go along with these wonderful podcast segments, don't hesitate to check us out on our visual platforms, YouTube, Rumble, Odyssey, and BitChute. You can find us there under the same name, Free Mind Thinkers. Check us out. Until the next time, take care of yourselves and dare to think differently.